encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's a grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hi friend, welcome to this coffee date edition of Minimalish. During these coffee date episodes, which I put out for you once a month on the last Friday of the month, I just chat with a friend or another mom from the Minimalish community. And while we often talk a little bit about minimalism, we just have a fun conversation in general. And I just hope you enjoy these more lighthearted episodes just as a way to kind of transition into the weekend. And I just always hope that it feels like you're having coffee with us too because of course I always say this but I would just love to be able to sit down and have coffee with all of you okay so let me tell you a little bit about my friend Danny who I'm chatting with on the podcast today Danny is a stay-at-home mom of three and a photographer and she is someone that I was able to connect with actually through the podcast she connected with me on Instagram and let me know how much she was loving the podcast. And then she also jumped in to my online course, which is called Make Room. It's all about applying realistic minimalism to your entire life. So decluttering your home, your life, your days, and your mindset. She jumped into that course and I was really able to get to know her through being in that community. I have just so enjoyed getting to know her. I love this conversation that we have. She just started minimizing or, you know, decluttering, whatever you want to call it. She just started about a month ago, a little over a month ago now. And it's amazing the progress that I have gotten to witness in her life. It's not just about her home, although she's decluttered her home tremendously. It's also about the way that she's really slowed down her schedule, her days with her kids. And and really, I've seen how, how this is all just started to really affect her mindset as well. So it's been a joy getting to know her and I'm just excited to be sharing this conversation with you today. We really do dig into minimalism a bit and Danny shares about how she has been simplifying the toys in her house. She shares some really helpful tips on that and she also talks a little bit about capsule wardrobes for kids and we just talk about all kinds of things. So enjoy this episode, friend. Let's dive in. Good morning, Danny. It's literally morning as we are talking right now. Um, So we are having a for real coffee date, which is fun. Um, But tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do before we dive into just chatting um, about some fun questions this morning. Sounds good. Um, My name is Danny, like you just said. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm passionate about living my faith and my life intentionally. So I believe that we're made in the image of Christ. So our purpose is to glorify God, especially in our house. Like for a while, I've always known like that that's my 
that's my purpose. I want to show people Jesus's love. And like my house just kind of fell to the back burner. So now that's something I feel super passionate about. I don't always do it well, which is why I'm super thankful for grace. I have three kids. My oldest son is 12. My middle son is five and my daughter is three. Um, and I'm also a photographer. I do like family photography and, um, I think my favorites are fresh 48s and newborns cause I love all the babies. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. Yes. And I love that mission. So what does that like look like for you? You know, we, we share the same faith, so I totally know where you're coming from. And when you say like, um, you feel like your mission is to really, you know, show the love of Christ in your home. What does that look like for you? Um, honestly, the biggest piece for me is probably just showing my kids that their mom needs Jesus. So like when I yell, when I shouldn't, or, you know, we, we make mistakes where it's, we're not perfect. Just showing them like, okay, asking them for their forgiveness or just saying like, you know, mommy yelled and she shouldn't have. And I'm really sorry. Do you forgive me? Um, I, and like showing them that I need to ask Jesus for forgiveness as well. If I'm showing them his importance in my life, I feel like they'll get it in theirs too. Yeah. I love that. So we are on a coffee date. I mean, not in real life, but I wish we were, (laughs) but um, what are you drinking? I know it's super early, so you're probably just drinking coffee at your house, but what do you like in your coffee? Um, So yes, that's right. I am just drinking coffee at my house. I stock up on cafe mocha creamer. Like there is always has to be at least two in my fridge because I'm terrified to run out. Um, (laughs) And then, so I use that and then just like a scoop of sugar in my coffee. That sounds so good. Um, Is there like a certain brand you use of the mocha creamer? Uh, The coffee mate is my favorite. Well, I don't think I would have a favorite, but that's just seems to be the easiest one for me to find. So yeah, there was one that I had that was like a peppermint mocha creamer over the holidays. And I just wish they had it all year long. It's so good. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, that sounds delicious. Um, Awesome. So, okay. What is something that you're loving right now? It's something that's making your life better and you can't stop talking about it. Um, honestly, like slowing down our schedules, like I, our kids did like, um, activities during the fall and the spring. And then when my husband asked this summer, like, are we going to sign him up for soccer again? And I was like, no, I don't, I don't think we are. And I've been so glad that we haven't, like, I just feel like we've spent this summer doing more stuff that we want to do instead of stuff that we have to do. That's so good. Okay, I need to ask you more about that because I obviously, as you know, talk about slow living um, on the podcast and everything. And some people are like, well, what does that look like when you have older kids? And so I would love to know, like, how do you go about making that decision, like with a 12 year old and even with even with like a five-year-old and a three-year-old, how do you make those decisions? Like, um, I don't know, because I'm sure that they have like things that they're interested in and things that they want to do. Yes. So like this year, 
um, both my 12 year old hasn't really like found something that he's super interested in. So like his activity this year was, um, snowboard club and it was only in the winter and it was like a couple times right after school. So that was super easy. He's like bounced from a lot of activities and he just, I don't think he's found something that he's super into yet. Yeah. Um, but my five-year-old and my three-year-old, they played soccer this fall and we did it in the spring as well. But I try to find like a program where it's just like one day a week. And like when my five-year-old did it before, we did it on Saturday mornings. And I just felt like we always were like, oh, we have soccer. And it just kind of like didn't fit what our family needed. So this time I found it where they could play at the same time on like a Tuesday evening. And we just did one day a week and like hopefully in the fall, that's the, well, my son's going to play soccer. I, I signed my daughter up for dance because I waited 12 years to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. I just love that you kind of like look around and try to find what works and something that's slow because it's, it can get so crazy. Like that's at least that's what I, I see from a lot of parents that are just feeling overwhelmed is just that like we sign our kids up for a million things and even like you know I know that I felt the pressure of it even with a toddler like okay what do I need to get her into like this is how I was feeling at the beginning of this year before I really dove into slow like the idea of slowing down because I was like why do I need why do we need that you know Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, my 12 year old played um, travel hockey for a little while. And like looking back, almost every practice, he was like, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I just like looking back, I'm like, why did, why did we do that? Like, why did we put him in something and drag him every week? Because we felt like he needed to be in something like, well, I don't, I, don't, I still am like, there was no point to that. Yeah, it's so hard because I I don't know why there's like this, you know, I mean, we feel it, our kids feel it. And I think like our kids feel it because we put we end up putting it on them because we're feeling it that like the more that we do, the better that we are, you know, like the more experiences that we have, you know, crammed into our, our five day work week or whatever, like, and our five day school week for our kids, the better. And you know, I, I can remember growing up and being like, I don't really want to do all these things. And I've always, I know some kids don't feel that way, of course, but I've always been like, kind of liked living at a slower pace. I think even when I was a child, just like being able to have that space to breathe. And I, I just, it's interesting to kind of stop and think and be like, yeah, we don't have to live like that. <laughs> okay. So All right. So we're going to get a little bit deeper for a second. So what is something that you're struggling with right now and how are you making it through if you are, or how are you just like struggling through, I guess? Um, So I have a problem with like filling the spaces and I don't like, it's easier to not do in my schedule, but like in my house. So you know, I've like just been decluttering all of the things, but I'm looking at this empty space like, oh, this could really work for this. Or if I just got this instead and put this here and like, it's a struggle. I I feel like every time I like get a new space decluttered, like I enjoy it, I enjoy it. And then I think like, what could I do different here? And like, just 
being like, I don't, I don't need to do something different here. This, this space where I don't need to buy something else to put here or rearrange it to do this. Like, it's just fine how it is. So like, I just kind of have to keep repeating that in my head and I'm making it through. I made it to Ikea this weekend and came home with couch cushion, like a pillow covers that we needed and a teddy bear for my daughter. And that was it. And I've never made it through Ikea with just that ever. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, that's tough because Ikea, <laughs> Ikea is a tough place to be and not come home with a bunch of stuff. But, um, but yeah, and that's a tough situation for sure because I think that we get in to this place where we're like so used to that mindset of just like, okay, what can we like, we can replace it or what, what else can we, you know, buy to make our home better. And, and like you said, you know, we just need to give it like the space is good. It's a good thing. And, um, we just need, I think what is, what really helps is just to give it a little bit of time. Like, you're like, okay, well I'll try, maybe I'll try to buy that thing like in a month and see, um, if I, you know, come back to it and you probably forget about it by then because that's definitely what I've done or totally like rearranging and using what you already have has totally helped me as well. I did that last, I did that yesterday. I rearranged my entire living room and it was helpful for sure. Yeah. It's amazing what it can do. We have, there are some furniture pieces in my house that I'm like, this has been in every room in my house. <laughs> I like just keep moving it and moving it. And I, I have this one like kitchen cart, which right now I'm thinking and I'm like, where even is that? I don't even know where it is in my house right now. Actually, it might've, um, is it? I don't know, but I I've moved it in so many places and maybe we ended up getting rid of it cause I couldn't find a space for it. But, um, at five 30 in the morning, I'm like, where's that kitchen cart in my small house? I can't even think, but, um, but it's funny cause it's like, yeah, we move, I move things to like all the different rooms until I'm like, okay, this works for now. And, yeah. But yeah, that definitely helps. Um, Okay. So this is one of my favorite questions to ask. Um, what are you reading, watching, or listening to right now? Um, so I'm reading all of the books, which is <laughs> super great. Like people always ask like, how do you have time to read all the books? I'm like, I just make the time because I love to read. Um, but I can't quit telling people about Chasing Slow. Like it was the best book I've read in like probably two years, at least it's, I have like quotes from it on my letterboard in my house. I can't like, someone's like, well, what do you recommend? Like when you're starting this minimalism journey and I'm like, well, besides decluttering, read Chasing Slow, just read yeah. the book. It's so good. It is so good. It's, um, it's one of my favorites for sure. And it's yeah. not like typical in, you know, a typical recommendation, I think, to start out in minimalism just because it's not like about decluttering, but it's just such a, like it helps you shift your mindset so much. Yes, definitely. Yeah, there was like no, this is what you should do tips. I liked just like her honesty in the book. Like it made me feel better when I was like tripping up like because that's like something else I think that can be you can 
struggle with easily is like comparison. Like look at this person on social media and how easy it is for them to live minimally. And I'm like, how do I, how do I, that was like a big thing for me. How do I slow down my schedule? Like, how do I do that? And I feel like that her book and just telling her story was really helpful. Yeah, that's, it's so good. I love it. Um, well, I'm glad that you liked it. Is, is there anything that you're watching right now? Um, no, I'm rewatching Parenthood on Netflix. Like when I get a little bit of extra time, I've already watched it, but it's just so good. And there's no shows on in the summer. So I just rewatch that. It's pretty good. Parenthood is so good. My husband the other day, we've, I feel like we've watched through all the like really good shows on Netflix, which is probably not true, but, um, <laughs> That's what we feel like, because every time we try to find something new, we're like, it's just not as good. And he was like, what show would you rather rewatch, Parenthood or Friday Night Lights? And I was like, it's hard to say, but definitely Parenthood. Um, So good. We're watching Parks and Rec right now, though, which we've never watched, but people have told us that we should. And we're, I don't know, we couldn't get into it at first, but now we're starting to like it. Have you watched that? No, my, my sister, like my nephew has Parks and Rec onesies like she loves <laughs> and um she loves that in the office so I tried to watch an episode of the office and I was like, I just don't I don't know if I can do this and she's like you should watch Parks and Rec instead so I haven't yet because I feel like the office kind of scarred me for a second but I've heard great things <laughs> about both so yeah I I don't know I mean I've, I've we watched the office and it's funny but I think I I'm liking Parks and Rec better. I hope okay. If my husband listens to this, he's going to be like, what is wrong with you? But <laughs> he loves the office. But, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure this is a very relatable conversation and a very controversial conversation <laughs> for many people. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. Um, so I would love to know, what is something that you're simplifying right now? Toys. We're getting rid of all the toys. Um, and it seems to be like a pretty, like, I've gotten a lot of questions like, well, how, what are you getting rid of? And anything that they're not using is just leaving. And I do this um, nightly pickup. So like, because now that they have less toys, they're like finding stuff they didn't know they had, mm-hmm. but they're still not like playing with it how they should sometimes. So like, I'll like just watch a toy that sits under my kitchen table for like two days. And if it's made it to the two day mark at night, I just pick it up and either put it in a donation bag. Cause I have a donation bag that is slowly filling with toys right now, or I just toss it and they don't even miss it. They don't even know it's gone. So you have, this is probably mainly for your five-year-old and your three-year-old, right? Yes. So you will toss it without even asking them because it's been sitting around. And have you like discussed this with them? Like how did, how has that worked for you? Um, yeah, a little bit like this year. So, um, my son just turned five, um, on the 18th of this month. So we had a discussion just about like birthday gifts in general. Um, and, we even asked family to gift them with experiences. And like a lot of times when we do that, we get like memberships to stuff like the zoo, and, but we have a zoo membership and we have a local farm that we really love and we have a membership to the farm. And so I said, maybe instead of like gifting us with like memberships, gift them with experiences with you because we're trying to teach our kids that the people in their lives are more important than the things. Yeah. 
Um, and so I had just tried to have a discussion with them about that. Like, okay, so this year for your birthday, people are going to probably get you like fun dates with them. So like maybe you'll go see a movie with your grandma or you'll go here with, um, they call my sister TT. So maybe you'll go here with TT or, um, whatever it was. So like my mother-in-law is picking, um, my five-year-old, my son Easton up on Tuesday and taking him to like, he loves painting and arts and crafts and like creating his own stuff. So they're having like an art date, just the two of them. And he's so excited about it. That's, that's awesome. And they're starting to like, are they pretty receptive to that? I mean, I know like three is pretty young probably to fully grasp, but is your five-year-old son like receptive to that? Like, I mean, I, I feel like they still ask for toys like, Oh, since their birthday just passed, like, can I get this for Christmas? And I'll say like, you can put it on your Christmas list, but you might not even want it then. Like, so he's been okay. Like I have to be kind of sneaky about getting rid of certain things because they'll be like, no, I love that. They don't understand. Like they haven't played with it in a month. Like they don't, they don't really love it. So it's definitely been a process, but I feel like the more that we talk about it and the more that they just see like, that's what's mattering to me. They're like, okay, that's fine. We don't need that. You're right. So. Right. Yeah. I I think that's so important that you're like, you're talking to them about it and you're being the example of it and you're kind of like getting everyone else, you know, on board with it in a way like your, your family outside of, you know, your actual home. But then you know, when it comes down to it, I think that's just, the, that's like where the, the line where the struggle is because it's like, okay, we want to, we don't want to go behind our kids' backs and them to be upset with us and them to have like resentment. But then at the same time, like when they are that young, they, it's hard for them to fully, I feel like it's hard for them to really grasp like, okay, I'm not really going to notice that this is gone. And yeah, I think like what you're doing is great because it's, it's not like you're just throwing away the stuff that they care about. It's like, you're really intentionally thinking about it. And if it's not being taken care of by them or not being played with by them over a couple of days, like you're working on your family as a whole, like you have to work on your, what you like your own mental health in your own home. You can't only worry about like, okay, my kid might freak out about this, but like it's, that's going to be temporary and in the long term, like they're going to learn from your family values, like why this is a thing. Like why are we, why we don't put our, put our value in our stuff. So that's so good. And we, we also are trying to practice like the one in one out rule. So like we knew his birthday was coming up and like my Easton, his love language is gift giving. He like loves to make cards for people and he loves to give gifts. And like my family has said since he was like two, they love giving him gifts because he just like is so joyful about whatever you give him. Like it doesn't, it doesn't even really matter. He just loves it. And so I wanted him to still be able to get that because that's how he gives and receives love. So we had like had a talk about it, like, okay, well, your birthday's coming up. You're probably going to get some new things. Are there any things that you think you don't play with? And he helped fill a little bucket of like, 
random toys. Well, I don't play with this rescue bot anymore. So this one can go in here. And I have a couple of these superhero masks. So that can go in there. And he was really good about it because he was trying to like make room for what might come in, which was good. Yeah, that's good. I feel like that's probably like a really good um, way to to make that <laughs> help to create that mindset. Cause it's like, okay, well you are, you know, you are getting something else. So let's make space for it. That's great. Um, okay. So what is something that you've been learning? Uh, capsule wardrobes. And I am like, I want to know all the things and I want to like figure it out. And I want to figure it out less for me and more for my kids because my wardrobe is is pretty minimal anyways. Like I'm like a legging and t-shirt or tunic kind of girl in the fall. And I pretty much live in dresses in the summer. So it's pretty, I can keep it pretty simple. It's like, I just buy all the clothes for my kids all the time. And so I'm trying to figure out like how to really limit the amount of pieces, but still have them have what they need to wear. Like I keep thinking, well, what if it's cold this day and they need this or it's one like so I'm just I just keep trying to find stuff to read about it yeah that's good I um I think that the our kids wardrobes can be one of the hardest places to either minimize or just like keep under control in general because they are constantly growing so it's like we're constantly switching sizes out I know like even right now I feel like has been the longest time where my daughter, she's growing, but it's like we had bigger sizes to begin with in this size range. So we've had the same clothes for a longer time. And I finally been able to be like, okay, like we have way too many clothes and I am just going to like, you know, we get a lot of it gifted. So like, I, I just can't have all of this because it's overwhelming me. And then I end up like, not doing her laundry right away because I'm like, well, it could just pile up and it's fine. But then, you know, little kids laundry, it's like, (laughs) it like multiplies somehow. And then you're folding a thousand tiny shirts and (laughs) it's crazy. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a good place to, I think, like dig your heels in and learn because I know, um, I think that's something that we will look into like, Cause I, the capsule wardrobe idea, like sometimes feels like, okay, not limiting to me, but almost like above what my wardrobe is capable of, but having a number in mind and like having things try to like, you know, trying to set things up to actually go together for our kids, I think can be really helpful. Yeah. Um, you have to keep me updated on how that goes. I, you'll have to post about it or something. I'll be following along because I, um, I would love to see what you do, especially for your, um, your girl, because I feel like for some reason, I feel like girls have lots of clothes. Oh, for sure. From grandparents or whatever else. And, and also, um, sometimes from us too. Okay. Well, awesome. This has been such a fun chat. Um, I think there's just so much helpful stuff in here. I love that we really did end up digging into the topic of like decluttering and minimalism as well. So thank you for kind of your insight as you're really starting. When did you start decluttering? Oh, I want to say it's been like a month. Well, let's see. Was the beginning. Oh, it's been a little bit over a month. It was the beginning of of June, my, um, husband was on a golf trip and I was like, just feeling super overwhelmed with 
I, I say it was my kids, but really it was just like the amount of junk we had in here. Like I just felt stressed. And so I started with my pantry. So it was the beginning of June. It was like the second weekend of June. And um, I listened to one of your podcast episodes actually while I was emptying out my pantry. And I was like, oh, I kept opening my pantry for like three days and just like, because I can walk in my pantry, but I couldn't before I decluttered it. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Like I could step in and like reach over for stuff. But like I have a large, I can walk in my pantry. So I just kept opening it and like walking in and closing the door and being like, oh, this is so good. And it just kind of propelled me to do the next space and the next space. And it was helpful for sure. Oh, I'm so glad that the podcast was your, I always say like, I'm so glad it was your background music for decluttering. Um, So that's awesome. And we started with our pantry as well, actually. It was just kind of random because we were in our living room watching the minimalist documentary. And then we were just like, let's do the pantry was right next to where we were sitting. So we're like, let's do this. But that's, that's so awesome. And I feel like you've made such strides in from, from what I've seen in this past, like, you know, a little bit over a month. Um, So that's awesome. And yeah. I think I just like want to say this as well. Like your podcast was a super big help because I've tried to do this before. And I think like what was missing was like the grace, like that it doesn't have to look this way, like do what works for your family. There aren't rules. And like, that was really helpful to me because I'm like, a I have to do it the right way or I'm not going to do it at all. And so I would like get one space decluttered but like if I didn't have time to get to the next space I just would stop doing it and so I feel like your your podcast was like super helpful to like get rid of that mindset yeah I'm so glad to hear that that makes me so happy because I know that I've been stuck in that mindset before I can totally relate um and that's why like I I was like you know six months into minimalism I was ready to like throw it all out the door I was like I don't care because, you know, I still like to buy things at the store every once in a while. And I feel like I can't do that. And I feel like I am, you know, not that I go and buy a whole cart full of random crap I don't need, but I just felt so limited by it. And then I was like, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it's, it's, um, it's about what you make it and it's about what works for you and what, what, you know, it should it should promote joy in your life. So it shouldn't be taking away from it. Um, so I love that that was helpful to you. Okay. Well, we are going to keep chatting about some other subjects, but this is the end of the podcast episode. Um, and our coffee date episode. So thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, like I said, I'm so excited to share this one. I'm so excited that we connected, um, over Instagram and through, through the podcast, really. I'm really, I'm really happy about that. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. So I think one of my favorite things is getting to give other women and moms the space to share their journey with minimalism on Minimalish. I just really love the community that has grown from this show and Danny is a part of that and I just really enjoyed giving her space to share her story here today and share a little bit about kind of what she's been doing over this past month and a half and just in general I had so much fun with this conversation and I really hope that you listened in on that conversation on slowing down. I also had an additional 20 minutes of conversation with Danny which you kind of heard us talk about at the end there. That is going into 
into the master course. It's part of what I'm calling from the minimalist community. And it's just a way for me to offer different perspectives on topics that the course covers from moms who feel like they just have really been able to dive into a specific topic. So in the course, Danny really talks about her why and she talks about some systems around decluttering and getting started. And something else that I really love and kind of wanted to dig into with her is she talks about how she makes time for things that she cares about, even as a mom of three. So these are all topics that I talk about in the course and my thoughts are, I have one perspective that I'm coming to this all from and I think of your perspectives all the time. I think of you while I sit down to brainstorm this podcast every week, to talk to you every week here. I thought of you as I created this online course that really goes along with the philosophy of this podcast and the idea that you can create space in your life for what matters to you and I want to guide you through that. But I also fully believe that you need to take what I bring to you and make it your own. Not every single word that I say is going to work exactly for you. And that's where you come in and you look at this and you look at how can this fit into my life? How can I make this make sense for me? And that's where you really start to dig in and make lasting change. And so I'm so excited that I get to share some of Danny's perspective in the course as well. And I really wanted to just share a quick testimonial on what Danny thought of the course. So she says, I signed up for Make Room about a week after I started decluttering. I signed up because I wanted to be encouraged and I wanted to be given tips on how to keep decluttering. What I gained from this course was much more than that. Desiree does share tips about decluttering and offers encouragement to you as you begin this journey. She offers grace and a wonderful window into realistic minimalism. This course gave me insight into what realistic minimalism really is. Desiree offers insight and encouragement on minimalism for your everyday life and schedule and your mindset. She shares what has worked for her and how she intentionally lives a life that honors what is important to her and invites you to do the same. Make room isn't just about making room in your home, but rather making room in your life for what really matters to you. Danny, thank you for that. And I am just so thankful that that's what she got from this course because that's really what I have put all of my heart into as I've created it. I didn't want it to be just a course on decluttering. I wanted it to dig deeper than that because I personally got to this point while I was decluttering, like I kind of explained in this coffee date, where I was like, is this really all worth it? Because really, what does this do for me in the long term? It didn't make sense if it was just about getting rid of stuff. And I think that it feels really good to let go and it feels really good to see that blank space. And while we're decluttering, we're like, wow, this is amazing. This is like the best thing I could be doing. And while that's true, there's something deeper. We've got to let the mindset shifts that we can really take a hold of and and the way that we can apply this to our days and, and the way that we can actually enjoy our lives, we've got to let that sink into. We've got to take hold of that. We've got to take time to really make those shifts as well. 
Decluttering is very tangible. It's something that we can just take action towards. But my goal in this course is to encourage you in taking that action and guide you through it, but also encourage you to take action in really sitting and reflecting and thinking about who you are and and what you want. Like, what do you really want out of this life? What's important to you? And so I offer you tools to do that in this course. And I just wanted to make sure that you know that's what I've got for you. So this course is open right now. You can get into it. You can join in on this. And you can learn all about it at DesireeEndries.com slash courses. I'm not going to keep talking your ear off about it right here. But you can go, if you are if you are interested in further guidance on all of this, go to that link, DesireeEndries.com slash courses. Read all about it. Read what others who've gone through the course have to say about it. And, you know, jump into it right now if you want, because there is a special pricing and discount available until Sunday night. I'd love to guide you through this. I'd love to see you in that course. And I know I've been talking about this course a lot lately over the past couple of months, and that's just because it's new. I just went through the first round of it with some amazing women from this community, and I just really believe in the message. I'm so passionate about it. You know, the message that I I share in every episode of this podcast is what this thing is based on. So of course, I just want you to know what it's all about in case you are wanting support in this journey towards less. And that's all I have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this coffee date and I will talk to you next week on the show, friend. I hope you have a really great weekend. Oh, and P.S. If you're not in our Facebook community group yet, head there. It is a free community group. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash minimalish podcast. All right. I'll see you there.